have future wager at 50 to 1. We do. I got another 25 to win. If I don't get the first leg, Warren, I, I just walk home. I'm just straight out the door. I'm gone. Hello, listeners, and welcome to a big edition of the Two Units podcast. We got Group One racing at the City of Churches this week. Back on God's carpet at Morfittville, we have specs to preview at Sandown on the hillside, as well as a couple there at Rose Hill Gardens. Uh, we have all our normal segments as well: the supper, packed edition of Pack Your Nags, and our Unit of the Week. We round out with our bests as well. Saltsy, welcome to the studio, mate. How's the week been? Foot Jam, good to be here, mate. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. I was off to Anzac Day Tuesday. What a um, experience that was. The AFL, as we mentioned, do a great job with that. It's always very moving. Always good to get the result on the board. 25 degrees and sunny, putting on sunscreen to sit in the grandstands. That's what life's all about. And I was out at Seymour yesterday and, look, I... um, had a bit of a bit of an experience getting to your house today, mate. But I, I might I might like leave that to a bit of pack your nags. I've taken a few wrong turns and travel isn't good to you. Nah, in actually, general. I'll just bring it up now. So I've got here and I've <laughs> so, sort of started off on the back foot because Footscray Road has bloody got some roadworks and the signage is poor and I've got on the wrong side of the freeway and I've had to go back over the west gate and. Your place is eight minutes from Docklands. Took me 40 minutes to get here, mate. I can't tell you. Well, anyone that's listening that knows me knows that my steering wheel cops some serious abuse and I'm up on charges. <laughs> but uh, it's good to be here and have a laugh because I did message you and said, mate, I've got two options here. I either drive off the Westgate or I go home. But I, I got gutsy and I'm here in the studio, mate. It casted a foot and it's looking beautiful. They've got the boom mics going. Yeah, these are absolute boom mics. This studio is a 10 out of 10 now. This mm. is this is triple foot studios. Yeah. Yeah. We rock racing. <laughs> That's what we're going with. This fresh, delicious, tasty, meaty, turkey-filled, cold-cut combo. I eat three every day to help keep me strong. Pack your nags time, Salts, where we come off the long run and actually it's not. It's the supper. <laughs> oh, my God. God. Who's paying this guy? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> what a disgrace. P-A-Y-G. Um, mate, it is. It's the supper time. So it's where we celebrate great performances. Mate, I'm going to start off the supper and I'm inviting tasmania to the supper this week so we're going to take the supper to tasmania this week we might go with that it might be easier for us to go there than bring a whole stack to the studio show once we will yeah we'll probably go hobart cup next year or something cascade to sponsor us that'd be good khaki blues i grew up on those bad we've been looking for a second sponsor in case you haven't been listening the whole time yeah (laughs) cascade lagers i grew up on that stuff it's absolute battery acid (laughs) um anyway (laughs) tasmania we're going there we're celebrating it um, it's been under the pump a little bit this week, Salts, so in, in the media, Tassie. And I, I'm born and bred, big, passionate Tassie man, um, Hobart, 23 years of my life. Yes, there's a great golf scene and a great food scene, but it's got so much more to offer as well, mate. So uh, listeners out there, get around it. It's a place to be, and hopefully we will have some AFL down there with an announcement not in the too distant future. Isn't There's a fair bit of North versus South going on, though. So I know... That James Sicily made his comments. They play a lot of games in Launceston. You're not you're not really a Launceston man yourself, are you? I'm not a big Launceston man, no. <laughs> but I'm also I'm also very open to the fact that if you're gonna have a 
team in the competition and you're going to make it work, then you've got to encompass the entire state. Now, yeah, so if be, they made it just Hobart, then mm, the Lonnie people wouldn't buy in. Yeah, like, exactly yeah. right. So you need a full state buy-in, which I think they'll do. But, yeah, if you're building a new stadium, Well, they play games out on the West Coast. <laughs> well, <laughs> just all trees. <laughs> <laughs> in Zeon. now I think it's, <laughs> they've actually got a uh, they've actually got a gravel oval on the west coast of Tasmania called Queenstown. Yeah. Very famous. I actually umpired a game there. Really, and the Queenstown Footy Club, like at training, they literally practice falling over on the gravel. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, there yeah. shouldn't be many, too many contact below the knees for each other. No, I wouldn't have thought. thought so. That's a real sort of from the school of hard yeah. knocks type setup, that one. Mate, I've got someone to bring to the supper. Her name is Hetty Rose mm. Adams, mm-hmm. and she has performed the New Zealand National Anthem in the past three Anzac days at the least. And... Her rendition of the New Zealand anthem on each of those occasions has been particularly special. But the one on Tuesday, mm. something about it was completely remarkable. The the poor Aussie chiller that had to come up and sing the Australian national anthem, which I, I stand proud and I sing that national anthem and I put that hand on my heart. But the New Zealand anthem in terms of a melody, mm. it has us covered. Yep. And Hetty's voice is something to behold. She's phenomenal. She's, yeah, she is. And you can, well, she can be at the supper, the Tasmanian version, because she's actually Tasmanian, so she's from Hobart as well. Is she? Yeah, she so is. So why does she sing the New Zealand anthem? I'm not, I, I don't. I thought she was part of the New Zealand army. Well, they announced her as Private Hetty Adams, but yeah. I know that she grew up in, in Hobart. Okay. Yeah, my sources tell me. Really? So, yeah, Hobart. so Hobart girl. So nice. um, we'll, we'll get Hetty along at the supper and we'll, we'll ask her yeah. and get the booming voice. I'm a get big her, fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big, big fan, fan too. She's a gun. Um, hey, I'm going to invite our great mate Beery along just to, to give a little pat on the back. Now, he's toweling us up at the moment in the Group 1 Pissing Contest Sults, but this is a funny moment that occurred this morning. And it's always dangerous territory when you start sharing the group chat on a... Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I, just, yeah. I just want to preface Space this by... Is going public. I here. want to preface this by saying I understand that it's dangerous to share group chat information on mm. a podcast, but this doesn't really do anyone too much damage. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so I messaged Beery through um, on the group chat saying, who have you got this week in the uh, Australasian Oaks, Beery? And he uh, comes back with... Uh, nah, none, mate. Um, went around in the lead-up race, uh, and it's now racing at Albury today. <laughs> he thinks I'm after a tip from him. And I've gone, I'll rephrase that, Beery. <laughs> Who's your $100 betting play? And then you and I have just piled on. <laughs> and he's got, he's at Homer Simpson into the bush. And then you've just absolutely hit him for six and said, hey, Beery, when the Everest tip, uh, when the Everest comes around and we ask you for a tip, we'll just assume that Hardware Lane didn't get James Heron slot <laughs> i don't even know if he re- laughed he reacted to that i think i think it might have got him down in the dumps i'm not sure he liked it he got, he got absolutely sent back <laughs> so uh, we get him along we'll, we'll feed him and we'll make we'll make our great mate mitch be happy again oh that's good Oh, you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I've seen no finger paintings you bring home and they suck! I'll come! Hey, mate, it's packing eggs time. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. So good. Four minutes later. Four minutes. Well, we're always more... I'm, to be honest, I'm always more excited for this than so, I am yeah. positivity. hundred <laughs> percent. And it's a packed edition, which is probably why my brain was a little bit further ahead than yeah, it should it's, be it's today. Big, it's big. <laughs> yeah. Um, mate, first thing I'm sending packing this week... 
uh, washing machine clocks. Now I know oh. I, I know I sent massage clocks packing the mm. other week. Time is well and truly in my sights because washing machine clocks have no reason to lie and they continue to lie to us. Mm. Like, I don't know what they get out of it in terms of not being accurate. So I'll put on a 30-minute eco-wash because I care. I'm th- 30 minute every time. Yeah, 30 minute eco Not because I care, just because I'm impatient. Yeah. And if like, if you're putting on a, is your t-shirt going to get any cleaner? 50, 50 minutes? It's not. Nah, 100%. It's just going to get wetter. Well, the thing is it's 30 minutes, but it probably ends up being 45. Because you go 30 minutes, you look at the clock Have and you Have you ever go, clocked it? 100%. Okay. Yeah, did this oh. last week. Ooh. So I went, let's say 1, 1 p.m., Mm-hmm, right, 30 mm-hmm. minutes, bang, go back in at 1.30 because I'm like, I've got to get these in the dryer because I need these to travel. I need these to go away tonight. Mm. Go back to the washer. Still got seven minutes left on it. How big was the load? Um, <laughs> uh, reasonable. It was. Just, hold on, sorry. Golden putty. <laughs> no, you stay out of this one, mate. <laughs> it was reasonable. Yeah, because um, I'm just wondering if, if the weight, then it sort of goes as close to 30 as possible. But it's still no excuse. Don't lie to me. Yeah, so I Googled it, and this is part of it. Okay, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah. It's it's part of weight, um, filter, all this other gear. But it's yeah. like, if you if you think you're a smart washer, like adjust accordingly. You're not smarter than yeah, me. Yeah, so for the amount of money I pay for that washer, it can pack its nags. The other thing that can pack its nags about washing machines is when it finishes, the it's like the, the hymn of death. So my one goes... What? <laughs> it plays that tune once it's finished. Mine and goes, you just want to... Mine goes... Beep, beep. Oh, you just want to smash it because now you realise you've got to hang it all. You feel so grown up doing it all. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to hang it you, You've done well to remember that hymn of death, by the way. Oh, it goes, oh, I'm pretty regular on the washing machine, mate. I like the, I like clean jocks. Don't yeah, worry about that. Don't we all? Not just don't the sh- general public. Yeah, yeah. Not because I shit myself all the time. But <laughs> piss myself, but... I just like them clean, mate. But I go through a lot. I wear like three pairs of socks a day. A, socks? Yeah, I'm a sicko. Love fresh socks. They're the best. Take a pair of socks with me everywhere I go. I've got a pair in my bag now as it's as we speak. Really? Yeah, big fan. I'm like... When would you would you change those before you leave here or did you... No, nah, they're just there. They're just, all, the, they're just the there just in case. But I'm like Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I'm Look, like Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. He didn't need socks. <laughs> well, not after he got them oh, blown off. Early, but, early <laughs> yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't. Okay. Well, he might have needed for a clean-up. He was yeah. pretty active, Lieutenant Dan. They make rocket that. ships with this stuff. Yeah, yeah, but he liked a good pair of socks. But um, I don't even, I honestly don't even know what I'm talking about. So what do we got here? Uh, ANZ Stadium in, in New South Wales. Mm. Oh, my God, it's pox. It's so pox. It's Is this just, the same stadium they used to play, like the Collingwood-Sydney game? Yeah. You're at and yeah. Yeah, they yeah. play the they play NRL Grand Final there, and it's okay when Origin or the Grand Final is mm. there when there's a crowd, but when there's not a crowd, it's heinous. So last Thursday, I think it was Thursday, it was either Thursday or Friday. The Bunnies played Penrith, absolute game and a half. The Bunnies scored a try like in the last thirty seconds to win. Mm. Ripper of a game. Atmosphere there is just absolutely disgusting. Comes across on TV so bad. Even if they've got a crowd, it's often on the broadcast side. So the whole game, you just look at an empty mm. grandstand. But between two powerhouse Sydney clubs. That matters for the viewer too. It changes time. your whole perception. It really of the game. does. Yeah. yeah. Like there's particular grounds of AFL that I just can't cop. I just don't like watching football there because there's something about it that doesn't give me a great atmosphere. 
ANZ Stadium's got to go. The I don't why the I don't even know why the Bunnies play home games there because it's mm. it's in sort of in a Western Sydney as opposed to South Sydney anyway. So that's got to go. ANZ Stadium. Yeah, I did a few games. I've done a few games there and and it was awful for AFL footy. Yeah, and okay. the surface was disgusting yeah, too really? because that had the traffic from the NRL on it too. It was mm. an absolute cow paddock. You mm. replace some divots. Yeah, like that for you. Um, hey, back on a little bit of hygiene. You've had um old. Salty socks. I'm sending. Um, <laughs> I'm sending something packing that is a bit strange, but I hate this feeling when you're in like a public toilet. You go and wash your hands. You do all the hygienic things mm. really well. Um, even if you've just gone number one, salty, of course. You go do all the you wash up to number one. Yep, all oh, the hygienic yeah, no, stuff me too. really well. And then you go to the door to open the door, and the handle is completely wet oh that yeah it, no oh that's disgusting it makes me feel sick yeah and then i'm like i gotta go back and wash my hands now and then i gotta open this door like if it's like gotta, one of the flip sort of down it, sort of if it's yeah. a flip down handle i'll sort of like might do it with my hip or my yeah, ass sort of, sort of t-rex like, style sort of like elbows yeah, or yeah something. elbows in yeah. yeah wet door handles are no good they're gross mm. good call there's a feature on instagram where you sh- sh- can share someone else's story and there happens to be a function where you can um, take that ability away from other users. So perhaps if I shared a story today, you can click that little arrow and you could send it to one of your mates and go check out this story. This guy's funniest, one of the best looking blokes alive. Good mate, Dave Streetlaw. So there's a story today of you pulling up at the studio. Oh, yeah. You can go okay. onto yeah, this well, podcast on Insta- Instagram and see it and share yeah. it. Is that yeah. what you're saying? But people yeah, might take but people, it away. people can take away that arrow. Taking away that arrow, I believe it's blasphemy. If you're going to put a story up yep. on a public forum or at least to your followers, they should at least be able to assess that that the efficacy of that story <laughs> in terms of is it is it achieving your goals mm. or do you look like a complete dickhead and a lot of the time i love sharing stories that other people have posted to yes. my mates and say have a go with this game's <laughs> a what an idiot mate and well, if you take that ability away from me then what do me and my friends got to live for i could not agree more my entire my entire life after about 6 p.m and probably prior to 8am when I wake up is just me sharing Instagram stories to group chats. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've got I've got about six that are hot at the moment. They're going. Um, hey, another one that needs to send pack. And now, allegedly, this is allegedly here, Salts. Mm. Uh, there's a Muffin Break franchise that has been putting... Um, that's come under a lot of scrutiny here and a little bit of fair work getting involved. Really? What's yeah. George Columbaris on it? <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. Um, not quite. Okay. But Muffin Break has been employing um, kids under the age of 15, making them work long shifts, not giving them their required 30-minute break, and people working in haven't got the uh, correct working with children type stuff. So Muffin Break aren't actually giving breaks to these children so they're going fully against their name so i'm i'm starting a campaign for them to change their franchise name to muffin because break doesn't exist in the name for these kids could be muffin shift (laughs) it is yeah yeah what the hell i know i I walk past there's only one muffin break i know of in existence and it's in knock city which is just a howler of a shopping center they're redoing it and it want to be good because mm. my god it's in the doldrums that's out in one turn south and there's a muffin break there and i often walk past and i'm like 
Why is anyone going there? Yes. One, muffins. Muffins are the most overrated thing in the world. And also as well, I know people that have eaten muffins in the past because they think they're the healthy they're option. A, Mate, they're 50-50 carbs fat. They're a, they're a caloric disaster. Yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> disgraceful. Yeah. If you're going to get a coffee, go to somewhere good. Yeah, oh, 100%. The other thing with muffin bread, just while we're on it, is the part of their franchise see sort of to only be in islands, in supermarkets so i've never seen an in- they're either an island or a corner store i've never seen an in-wall muffin break i've only ever seen them as an island in a food mm. court and they absolutely stink yeah they've got to go yeah they've got to go um vrc st ledger the race this week salts so i am sending it packing just Ooh. the field the quality of the field three-year-old race three thousand what meters. do you expect? how many three-year-olds gonna be running yeah well, it's 28 to, to three thousand but is, this, you think you're gonna send the good ones around over that distance yeah, I, I understand that but this like looking back at the past winners this week and then looking at the current race and looking at where these runners yeah there actually hasn't been look, some some bad past winners looking is that yeah, what you're saying? yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. looking at what this is the worst edition yet I've seen and looking at where these runners have come from, there's one last start winner coming out of a bloody Swan Hill maiden. So I, I reckon it's I don't reckon that many will beat the ambulance home. You never know. Midnight Glow might come out two years' time win a Melbourne Cup. <laughs> yeah, right. Expound <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get I'll get in touch with Tristan and get him to put some futures up for you, Saltsy on top sport if you're willing to take yeah. that. Well mate, I think Victorian racing's unreal, mate, and I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's the best three year old three thousand metre race I've ever seen. That's a fact, but um <laughs> So I've this, seen many of them. Can we put this guy, can we identify the unit that's on the payroll here? That's <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. When they're galloping to the gates, there's only one place to bet. Top Sport, the home of horse racing. Whether you're a sprinter or a stayer or just a fashion conscious player, <laughs> go the distance with bigger bet limits and top odds on every race, every time. Download the app for a faster, easier betting experience. Top Sport, feel the excitement. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We do have a fashion-conscious player in the studio here. Nick thumbed himself when that came across. We've got Ollie Watkins here sort of <laughs> yeah, playing in the forward line for Aston Villa. Yeah, he's on fire. Um, this, I'm usually against fully grown adults in, yeah. in, in footy tops, but this is a little bit more – this is nostalgic. This there was an a, extraordinary amount of, on Anzac Day and, and the correlation between that and – and just having the appearance like you don't have it all together was quite strong. <laughs> I, I think I've seen a couple of them drinking mothers. Oh, I don't know. If they, they didn't even sell mother, so they're sneaking it in in their esky. That's <laughs> extraordinary <laughs> stuff. Uh, salt specs time. We've got specs today across three states. Uh, we're going to kick things off, mate, at Sandown on the hillside. Uh, what can we expect the track conditions to be like tomorrow? Oh, I reckon it'll be a good track, mate. The rail's out three metres, and it comes back from the last two metres where it was 13 and 6. Okay. I think there'll be an advantage forward in midfield. Lanes one to four perform best historically. I'd want to be keeping an eye on what the track is doing. There's a few good horses later in the card. Carly Rocks in the last going to get back and run on. Wintilly Haven't back to her Wintilly form, but geez, I thought her first up run was good. But you'd want to be seeing their run on before you back her because, oh, you know, all of my bets are going to be horses that are plonked right up there on speed. Love that. Um, race number three will kick things off. It's benchmark 70 for the three-year-olds, over 1,300 metres here. And uh, just looking through the field now, you're like, you're like a second starter for the Bussetton and Young team, Salts. Yeah, I do. A quarrel, a, oh, I torched this this morning. Aquarello. 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 Yeah. I've um, had a shocker there. 
Aquarello. Aquarello. Yep. Aqua. I reckon, do you know what gets you with this name? It's the C. Yeah. Because you should pronounce, um, you mm. should pronounce that first part like aqua, but then you throw a C in and you, is it aqua? Like, yeah. I feel like Billy Madison in grade one. Results <laughs> not There's two key scratchings here though, valiancy and free willed, who were both drawn out and were going to go forward now. Aquarello with Linda Meach on board can roll forward, either elect to take it up or, or sit outside a leader drawn inside. You know, Toronado Rouge might go forward, Pretty Tavi might go forward, but she maps to get a nice run in transit, does Aquarello. And I thought the win at Pakenham was really good, six lengths inside the class average, up slightly in trip. The runner up there, Kiko, was unlucky, but the winner was strongest through the line, I thought. So, Open to plenty of improvement, of course, at start number two. I'll have something on her, the number 10. Number 10, Aquarello, $6. Um, Rizzuto's not a word. He's a baseball player. (laughs) (laughs) Race number four. It's a three-year-old handicap once again. Over 1,400 metres, my friend. And your little two-bet play here. And there's there's one Toronto Terrier who's going to be a play for you who I feel like... The unit army, we, d- we deserve to get one back here with Toronto Terrier after last start. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he was home last start, didn't he? I <laughs> it thought a, he was, it was a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, I thought he was home for all money. And then when you're home for all money, you beat third by daylight. It's always hard to swallow. He was in the inferior going. He, he did the leg up work and he didn't have any cover because the leader led off the fence because that was the inferior going. Mm. So he had a tough run, 16 back to 1,400 metres, now gets on top of the ground, has a great map to sit outside, probably DK if he can step. He was slow away at Sandown last start, but he'll go forward, Jai McNeil, with that fitness under the belt. If he's outside the leader, you're the one controlling the tempo, and, and he can sort of scoot for home early back in distance and use that fitness to his advantage. And the other one is the four, the real thing. He jumped out so well prior to his first up run where I had a little speck on him, but... Didn't end up being the right setup for him, 1,200 metres against the older horses. He was back towards the inside, which wasn't the right place to be. But his last 100 metres and his work through the line was the best work of the race. And now he gets up in distance, second up, he's back to his own age. The market has completely missed him. Mm. He's sort of operating around that sort of $14, $15, $16 mark. I'll be having something on the both of those to get a result and I'll be making the real thing my best result because he's the one that I can price like half of what he is. Yep. Well, the real thing's 14 bucks. Toronto Terriers, four bucks. Um, staking both accordingly for a result is the Sultan. Um, race number nine, mm. the listed anniversary vase. Vase? You say vase, vase I say vase. Is it a South Australian Victorian thing or is it just a Don't vase? Know, I think it's a vase. I think it is vase. I, I, I'm going to probably hold my hand up and say I might be wrong on that one. Jeez. I'm on timestamp there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm never wrong. <laughs> um, uh, last year's winner was Regards Marie in 2021. Still a star won the race for uh, Bill Ryan. Oh, man for Bill Ryan. I was, silly I was, that, yeah, mate. I was a big, big still a star <laughs> man. Uh, we're both really keen on one here, Salts, and I'm going to talk about a lady of honour because yeah. you've done all the talking. That's so a far. great call. Give yeah. us a rest, mate. These golden tonsils are insured. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm with her after last start and probably for the same reasons as you, but I think 
I'll talk about the favourite first, Cardinal Gem, who's at three dollars twenty, and I think's toxic in the market at that price. Salty mm. like got the gun run last start behind that hot speed in the Victoria handicap. Uh, drawn the paint here, so we'll need some luck in running up six kilos on last start, and has never ticked the good track box as well, Cardinal Gem, which is uh, if we're likely racing on a four tomorrow, you'll need to be ticking that to uh, get this one. Much more suitable race here for Lady of Honor. Last start in that Vic handicap, we saw that hot pace set up top, the likes of Buffalo River, Callsign Mav, Forbidden City, and out of all those speed influences, she was the one that stuck on and was super. Gets three and a half kilos off Cardinal Gem here. I think a good bet, Salts. There's not a great deal I can add to that. You know, he's up in weight, Cardinal Gem. You like, like you mentioned, he had those favours drawn in, 60 kegs. She was the run of the race for me, Lady of Honour. 13 lengths inside, benchmark to the 600. You have a look at every other horse that settled on speed, straight out the back, mm. popped like balloons. She held on really well, and she was only nailed late by Frankie Pino, came from off the speed too. She's absolutely primed mm. third up, and she can either lead or sit off the back of what looks a strong tempo. So she's my best result of the weekend. Okay, I love that. Yeah. And do you know what else I love is because we we're both getting on this. I actually sent, I sent through our predicted, um, our predicted result through to one of our great mates, Sleepy Joe Biden, and he mm. added up what we would get if Lady of Honor wins this Saturday. There's an estimation of somewhere between seven hundred billion and a trillion three hundred million billion dollars. <laughs> So, <laughs> Sleepy Joe's done the maths after oh after Lady of Honor opening at eight bucks on Top Sport, and that's that could be the outcome. Well, we use the same account as Sleepy, <laughs> and they're and they're all over it. So Sleepy's done the numbers. Don't sleep on that. That's my advice. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks, Sleepster. Uh, let's head to Morford Field now, mate. Group One racing back at the City of Churches, God's Carpet. We love it. Uh, it looks to be. Um, oh, you tell me what the track looks to be like. God's carpet. <laughs> yeah. You God's carpeting it. Yeah, I'm taking. Have on. you ever been to the course proper? <laughs> I've been to the park track. Yeah, <laughs> of which you can stare at the grass yeah. from the course proper. It looked good. Yeah, it looked good from the diva bar that day they raced on the parks. Yeah. <laughs> good bar that. Good bar. Hey, the rail's true, and it's been out. There might be some giving the ground there on the weekend, but I'm I'm sort of expecting lanes one to eight to be quite even because. When the rail's out there, they get off the fence and run on. Mm. But now they're coming back to fresh ground. So I reckon it'll be all right. Yeah. I'll talk, I'm interested when we get to the group one to talk about how that might unfold with a few of the key chances. But let's start in race number one, which is a benchmark 64. It's one of those weird-ass no-metro win races, mm. over 1,200 metres and uh, the Ranger. Yeah, Frankie, he, he's, he's going well. His last couple, Frankie was good against the pattern towards the inside at Oak Bank, two back, and then he, he clocked the meets fastest last 600 metres. Last night, he went back from a wide draw over 1,050, hit the line. Now he's up to 1,200 metres, and he can use the low gate to his advantage because he stepped quite well last start but got dragged back. So he looks ready to win and a decent enough value price there. Race one, number two, Ranger Frankai. Ranger Frankai, yeah, seven bucks, 50, uh, the pot's. Big J Potter on board. Mm. Uh, race number five, it's the Group 3 Breeders' Stakes for the two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. And Richard and Chantel Jolly's talented sprinter, See You in Heaven, won this race last year. Uh, I'm siding with Harley and Rose in this race, Salts, at around 4 bucks. I think it's about 4 bucks 80 now. And 
race against Heuristic last start at Morfittville, and Heuristic had the dream run when these two met and was very good. And I thought Harley and Rose was very good in defeat considering the leaders fell into his lap. He had to come off heels and get going. And the key difference this time around here is Harley and Rose is drawn outside of Heuristic. So um, he'll be able to bowl along either outside the leader, ideally in the 1-1, and likely keep the fave on his inside. Third up, off a freshen, set for this race, is going to appreciate the 1,200. He's double the price of the Godolphin runner, and I think he can turn the table. So Harley and Rose is a good bet in race five, the Group 3 Breeders Stakes. Um, race number six is a benchmark 70, 1,200 metres, and you're here siding here with a little bit of value and one that was that came up in the Sultan's Black Book sent to subscribers last week. It did. There's actually three at um, Morfittville this weekend that I've, that I've been keen to follow after reviewing the meet. And then I think it's important once you review a meet and you identify, it's like a, the, the case of a black book. Once mm. you put a horse in the black book, doesn't mean you back them at the next start. This That's is the, always the yeah. challenge I've found yeah. with a black book. I can't be trusted with black books. Because yeah, okay. I feel like I hurt too much if it wins and I yeah. let it go. So yeah. I just have to get involved. So I don't have, I actually don't have a black book anymore. So it's just, yeah, your, gotcha. just your black book. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but the the one that I that I like is Stars on Gary, number nine. And she was really good first up. She hit the line super hard. Now she was beaten by Floral Oasis, who goes around in the same race. But Floral had a better run in, in transit and had the run under the belt. And Stars on Gari should have beaten her or, or arguably even gone close to winning the race because she was held up and darted back towards the inside. And the winner of the race, Prairie Flower, mm. has won a listed race since. And Stars on Gari gets three kilos off the back. So I'm looking for, for her to be storming home in the sixth. Yeah, well, you're getting seven bucks about Stars mm. on Gari on, uh, on top sport there in race number six. Mate, I'm just going to get involved in each way in race number seven, which is the listed Port Adelaide Cup over 2,500. It is a tough race, and uh, I like the old boy for Sue Murphy here, Huster Lawar, 17 bucks, $4.80. I think a sneaky chance at a big price. And he only raced the once in 2022, but his third up runs prior. I've seen him win races at 2,400. He's run third in a Herbert Power, third in a Geelong Cup. And I know it's been a little while between drinks, but he's run in the Terrain Cup last start over 2150 is a is a nice platform for this race to improve upon. So you don't have to have a lot on to get a big result, but Hustler War each way, if he finds anything near that best, I think can be really competitive at a big price. It's really um, disappointing what happened to him when he was the the pre-post favourite for an Adelaide Cup mm. and he had a paddock accident and he obviously hasn't been the same since because at one stage he was the up-and-coming Australian stayer. Mm-hmm. And his run in the Terrain Cup was good because you also got to know he's not a heavy tracker. Yeah. He's a good tracker. No, and that, nah, that was a, oh, was like a, a 14. Was it? Yeah, as wet as tracks can get. For, that for a race to go ahead, not, not usual, usual glorious, yeah. yeah. Who's who's a mudlark? So yeah. yeah, it's a good run, and it'd be nice for Tegan and Sue to team up and, and bring him home. I'll be cheering him home, brother. Tegs. Uh, race number eight is a. Uh, it's the Group Three. What, you, what actually race is it here? So it's here. Chairman Stakes. It's the Chairman Stakes. Yep. Yeah, I've just got Group Three, three-year-old, two thousand meter. <laughs> the Chairmans uh, and. There's one here. We're going to both get involved in this Saltsy, but you're pretty keen on one. Let's say Saltsy might be going a little bit loco. Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm crazy about (laughs) loco. crazy, man. I'm crazy, crazy. Crazy, man. Right in the juggler. I'm keen on him. I like you, man. (laughs) 
He smashed the clock last start. They they nearly went 14 lengths inside benchmark. He was really strong to the line. Third place there, dashing, went too slow in the Mornington Guineas. Probably should have won the race. And he's got the map advantage over the one you like, which is Red Sun Sensation. Comes through the same race, does look like it getting to 2,000 metres. He's going to be right up his alley. But blinkers go on for Loco and... Three runs at 1,600 metres. I thought that third one mm. was going to be the one that would be one too many, but he nearly won the race. He was really good. Gringotts a good horse, but it's it's the one that tops him right off to get to where he wants to go to, and that's 2,000 metres, and I think he'd be really hard to beat. Yeah, and you're looking at two bucks fifty for Loco on top sport. As I mentioned, I'm, as you mentioned, sorry, I'm with Red Sun Sensation, comes through that same race. Um Yes, uh, you know, he peaked on his run, but he did run the fastest four to the two split of the entire meeting in that race. And he did look the only horse to make some ground from the back. I reckon Peter Moody will have him topped up nicely for this. Iron's a big tick to 2,000. Willow jumps on. Um, could be ready to run a big peak at the price. He's already come in a little bit. He's at 14 bucks now and $3.20 each way on top sport. Um, Suzero's the other horse in the race, Salts that's in the market, three bucks for the Busseton and Young team, um, who was who placed in the uh, placed at Group One level last start. Yeah, the ATC Derby. Yeah, ATC Derby at yeah. Randwick. Um, what are your thoughts on like? Well, I guess it's probably horses for courses, but assessing a horse like Suzero, who's continuing on with the preparation, probably post Grand Final day. Yeah, you'd say that. My assessment of him was more tempo-related in that he walked them at Mooney Valley over 2,000 metres, two back, and, and was out-sprinted. And then he was good enough from up near the speed. Well, he was good. Mm. He was third in that ATC derby, but now he's got to come back in trip. And for a horse like that, you, you want it to be like a test. Mm. Whereas he's pretty much done all his best work on slow tempos when he won it. Maui, he walked them. When he went at Pakenham, he walked them. So um, I just think Loco's sharper. Yep. Mm. Hey, let's head to race number nine now. The feature on the card, the Group 1 Australasian Oaks for the three-year-old fillies over 2,000. Uh, Glint of Hope won this race last year. Mate, it's quite hard to tie in the top runners in the market here. So I'll go through them just quickly and we'll talk about our pissing contest plays and, and if we want to get involved from an actual betting perspective. Um, She's Fit is the $6.50 favourite for Daniel Morton, aptly named as well because it's the seventh run in this preparation for her. Been racing very well in Western Australia, won the Oaks before placing in the Derby, so brings some really strong WA form. You've got Arts at 7 bucks, who is the winner of the Adrian Knox uh two back on really heavy going and then ed cummings paid up for a seven day backup in the australian oaks does you know does, it, does she need some more rain affected ground probably a fair receive um and whoever's name this horse needs to pack their nags because i think brett davis butchered it and then i've had to go through the i've had to do a fair bit of research to find out how to correctly pronounce this name yeah went straight to first light um <laughs> in the right camp um, for Maranusis to improve again off that uh, big peak in the Port Adelaide Guineas. And then Jenny Lala, so same camp, Maranusis, winner of the area here last start. Mate, how did you assess the race? Is it too hard basket and how are you having your 100-buck play? Too hard basket. I'm going to have – I don't even know. What, 
Okay, I'll have a hundred bucks on Jenny Lala. Mm-hmm. I was going to go each way, but then I thought, what's the point? Hundred bucks on Jenny Lala because she won last start at Morphville over eighteen hundred meters. Um, look, a, a, a weaker race, but mm. she was going thirteen to eighteen hundred meters. It's not easy second up, and the race she comes through, she was point two lengths off cast, who won at Morphville last week in a stakes race. So that's that's good enough for me, mate. Well, I am not getting involved from a betting perspective, but my uh, my one hundred dollar pissing contest, I'm going to have fifty bucks each way on Aruga Mama, who's about twenty one bucks. Aruga, because if Jenny Lala is on the fourth line of betting, and you know you're taking eight bucks about her, I, I can't have Aruga <laughs> Aruga Mama at twenty one. So finished within a length second to Jenny Lala in that Auraria last start over 1800. Yes, Jenny went past her, but she got gutsy and went again through the line. So yes to 2000 meters for me, um, for Aruga Mama. What uh, I will say is through this race that's bloody hard is all those key chances are all midfield or worse as well. So yeah, all drawn they're going to be, it's going to be an absolute Dyson fan on the turn, just seeing <laughs> them come for home. So <laughs> Hey, mate, I'm just going to duck up to Rose Hill Gardens quickly for a quick one-bet attack. You haven't actually – the former Sultan of Sydney hasn't got a bet for us in Sydney. Oh, I haven't even looked at yeah, it yet, it's mate. Average, it's, it's a shit car. Yeah, but what's um, – the weather, I just know that the weather's so ambiguous there for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It could be anywhere from a good to a heavy – you just got to wait. Yep. For me, I just want to wait. No, it's a good point. Yeah. And I'll preface my bet by saying that if they're running on, so if if they are running on at Rose Hill, then I'm all over. This is the best bet on the card. But mm. you've got, you, I won't be putting this bet on until race eight tomorrow. And I'm talking of Democracy Manifest in race number nine, which is a benchmark 100 over the 1400. Excellent return first up, tick. Second up to 1400. Yep. Drawn seven with good tempo engaged and the magic man on board. So... Uh, providing that the track's even or they're running on, fanning out, oh, Democracy Manifest for me wins that race. Salty. Unit. Unit of the week time. And uh, first of all, Zach Attack went down last week in the with... He's a shocker. That's a sick way to go yeah. down as your unit of the week. But he did have a nice collect on Giga Kick. And a big thanks to Zach Attack because he's donated all of his winnings to Racing Hearts, um, which is a bloody good bloke move, mate. So well done. Uh, our new unit of the week this week is um, Hazza, Big Harry, and he's heading up to Eagle Farm. And this is what he likes. Hi, guys. Thanks for the opportunity to be this week's unit of the week. I'm taking you all to the Guineas in Queensland this Saturday, and I've landed on the toppy, perfect thought each way. This horse went huge in the Carbine Club Stakes on Derby Day last prep, where he beat the second fave of this race, the Fortune Teller, by two lengths, running away. Last prep, he was plagued by wet tracks, which doesn't suit his low stride, as we saw last start in the South Pacific at Randwick. When he has found dry ground, he's run out of his skin and been able to extend with this beautiful action. He gets the perfect setup here on Saturday. Tim Clark booked and out to 1,600 metres. If he can be smothered up in the three wide line and get to the right run at the Big Eagle Farm straight, that he will appreciate. He has a turn of foot to win a race of this calibre easily. I have on good authority from Connections he looks a treat, and this has been a target race for some time. Get on. What about Hazard with some of the lingo going on there? Smothered up, three wide, wide covers, mm. low stride. Um, 
Yeah, mate, perfect thought. We're on board. Uh, 13 bucks and 320 I think we've locked in each way there, mate. So hopefully we can get a result and uh, you can start your carryover champ reign as our unit of the week. It is now two units time for our best bets from around Australia. And whilst we're on a Queensland theme, I'm going to stay there, Salts. It's been a while since I've been up there. I know I know you put the ban on me for some time, but we're sort of getting into some nice races with some nice horses up there. And I'm heading to race number eight, which is the Group 2 Victory Stakes. It's weight for age over 1,200, and I'm with Private Eye. And the Everest runner, um, runner-up stepping out at Group 2 level in Brisbane looks pretty well-placed under weight for age conditions for me. 1.9 lengths off in secret in the new market, giving her six and a half kegs. And then a forgive run in the TJI. Oh, I think he just beats these. So Private Eye is my best bet this weekend. Nice. Tried up nicely between runs too. Race six at Sandown I'm going to for my best of the weekend. And although I've got better results units-wise, because I think Lady of Honor, they've completely missed her in the market. This is the one that will win. Mm. And it's Katsu, number three. He smashed the clock first up. His jump outs were terrific. But... I didn't even tip him on top that day. I worked at sale because based on the numbers he'd put up in his first prep, I was like, yeah, yes, he's jumping out well, but he's got a, he's got a comeback like six, seven lengths better horse. Well, he come back a 10 length better horse. Mm. It was extraordinary. Mm. He smashed the clock. Eight and a half lengths inside the class average. He ran the same day as South of Houston, who's going around in this, in this race in the market, and his race rated 10 lengths faster. Now, she was untouched, but he was pretty soft too. Fastest last 400 metres of the day, covering ground from a wide draw. Not concerned about the wide draw again from the hillside shoot start because Geordie will just get him in a rhythm. And he put three and a half on who shot Susie last start, who was beaten two lengths last week by Fasudo. Mm. So everything ties in. It's one of the easiest bets in the history of the world to have. He's the best bet of the weekend, Katsu. Chicken Katsu. Don't mind those little bowls. Yeah, they're, they're rippers. They're all right. I had, I had one last night. Japanese chicken katsu yeah, curry. They're yeah, off their head. They're off their tits, Yeah, it's awesome. They? They're so good. Yeah. Um, hey, we've also put the two units multi up on top yeah. for it, which I reckon I've, I've left a bit of a hole in this with Lady of Honor. I apologize, but this still wins. Um, Private Eye top two, chicken katsu top two, Loco top two, and Harley and Rose top three from our bets that we've spoken about today. Six bucks. That's a special. You can only get that bet on top sport. Um, before you place the bet, though, what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, contact Gambler's Help, 1-800-858-858. Mate, that rounds out our show. It's been an absolute rip snorter. I've loved this. I've had a bit of fun. It has, mate. I'm, I'm glad I didn't drive off the Westgate. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. so am I, mate. Yeah, yeah thanks, so mate. So, and I hope everyone listening is as well. So yep. have a great weekend. Whatever you're doing, enjoy yourself and enjoy yourself real good. Yeah, boy. <laughs> God bless America and all of its I'm not the first to live with wool over my eyes I am so blissfully unaware of everything Kids and cars are a bomb and I'm just out of it No tensions out the world are rising higher We're probably due another